This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And we are coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios. Home, it's so much more than a house. It's the home of your dreams. And for 30 years, they've been making it better. Rocket Mortgage. Push button. Get mortgage. It's the Ken Carmen Show on CBS Sports Radio. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. And the drama begins. In this week of college football. Because there's a couple of different thoughts to it. I, I want to get to Chase Young, the player, here in just a moment. Because i got to ask a real important question of you as a college football fan. And I think the responses, the responses when we asked it in Ohio yesterday, I thought they were different on the phones than they were on the, on online. Than they were on Twitter and Facebook and everything. I think Twitter is a place where people go to agree with each other. I think that's where they find tribalism. I think that's where they find groupthink. I think on the phones when you could call in anonymously or just put your first name and maybe your location, but really you can make that name up if you want to, then you get more of the truth. It's more of a visceral reaction. But I want to get to Chase Young in just a moment himself because I think the NFL is going to love making an example of him. I think the NFL, yes, the NFL, is going to love the NCAA making an example of him. Because it turns into, it's a family friend. And in the terms of the NCAA, who's your family friend? Do you have any any idea how many agents there are out there? What's a family friend? Do you have a family friend who's an agent? Do you have a family friend who would like to represent you? Who's a family friend? And for the NCAA, it turns family, friends, and agents. From what we know about it, he accepted a loan. As as the story continues to unravel, he accepted a loan from a family friend to move family across the country to go see his game, I believe, against Washington in the Rose Bowl. Family friend is always going to meet agent to the NCAA. And in their terms, it can always turn into an agent, family, friend. Now, he could say he paid back the loan, he paid back the loan, he paid it back, and and damn it, I want to believe him. And I and, and let's just say for everybody that Chase Young did pay back the loan. He put it right back, said, I paid this thing off in April, we're fine. You know, they, they gave us a little bit of scratch. We got him out there to the game, everybody was happy, everybody came back, and then I got the loan payment back. Uh, as soon as we possibly could. Could have been from another family friend for all we know, but who really knows about that? This is what is going to happen over the next few years. When this gets opened up about payments for your likeness, when you can be compensated for your likeness, which is a good, just, capitalistic thing. I love it. I love free market enterprise. I love that you get you get a chance. Let's put that out there for everybody because I'm not trying to spoil your fun or, or spoil the social media. I'm not trying to spoil anything to it. I like it. Free enterprise, it's something I'm into. But what payment for your likeness is going to do is it automatically, and there already is, anybody who's talked 
nationally, anytime we name a name and not a team, that isn't a coach, by the way, anytime we name a player, there's targets on their back. But what this is going to do is now if you're accepting money for your likeness, which thank goodness you get that chance, we'll get our video game back, everything's great. But as soon as you do that, it's going to put a target on your back. It opens up investigation. How much more are you willing to accept? And it's still... As a person who likes free enterprise, as a person who likes people making money, people pulling themselves up and making more for themselves and for their families. What this also will do will create a crisis and a conflict. Crisis is strong, but I think it'll end up turning into that. We'll see that type of language. We'll hear that type of language in the future. Because what it'll do, it will put a target on your back. And I've never met anybody where they thought, mm, I just, I, I got enough money. I don't need any more. Have you ever met, when you were 19, have you ever met a 19-year-old or a 20-year-old who said, no, nah, you know, I don't need any more money. No, nah, I'm perfectly fine. We can pay them for their likeness, and rightfully so. But when it comes to mm, certain improper benefits, impermissible benefits, because Chase Young, no matter what we want to say, no matter what I want to say about him, it's a mistake. It's a huge mistake, and it comes out at a very inopportune time for Ohio State. As much as I want to say, hey, you know, I, I feel bad for you, you knew going in this probably isn't going to go the right way, or this probably isn't something that the NCAA is going to like. That's why it's just coming out today, or I should say yesterday. That's why it's just coming out this weekend, because it's something that the NCAA really isn't going to like. And so now it puts a target on your back, and now you will have the question of, well, you got this amount of money. I don't know where they cap it. I don't know where they put it. I don't know what they do to regulate it. We're still in the infancy of it. But if you if you accept money for your likeness, you're automatically going to be a primetime player. You're automatically going to be a public figure that people want to be around. Whether you go on to have a terrible NFL career, whatever it might be, you're still something that people want to be around. You are a celebrity. You're a public figure. And somebody wants to make money off of you. Not just the university. An agent gets involved. And if I can get, or a, excuse me, a family friend gets involved. So if I can give you a little bit more, have you ever, Met a 19 or a 20-year-old who says, nah, I'm good. I mean, I already have $250,000 from so-and-so Toyota down the road, but thank you, I'm fine. I've never met a 19-year-old who didn't want more money. I really have never met a 35-year-old who didn't want more money. I never met a 50-year-old who didn't want more money. I don't think I've met an 80-year-old who didn't want more money. Supposed to be the American way. It's capitalism. You got enough. You want a little bit more. And I know you can't take it with you, but you want to set other people up. And this is something that can help set you up, give you some security, which is always the goal. That's the entire reason we do all this is for peace of mind. Set you up with some security. Set your family up with some security. And then if you're good enough, in Chase Young's, in Chase Young's case, you get your first paychecks. You buy mom a house. You do what's necessary to take care of your friends. You try to limit it, but who knows? Then hopefully you're good enough. You get that second paycheck. You squirrel enough away, and then you're able to find yourself and your next generation, your children, with financial freedom throughout your life. It's a tricky process, but it can be done. And those foundations do start 
We say it all the time about how players are athletes, college athletes are smarter than they've ever had. They ever have been. They're they're more savvy when it comes to being able to get more than they ever have been. They demand more than they ever have. We say this now again. Find me a nineteen-year-old who will give his likeness. Who'll have a shoe deal? Who'll be on billboards? Will be in commercials? Who says I have enough money? That's fine. Because that's what this is supposed to do, right? Isn't that what the NCAA is, is, is telling you they want to do? And for the NFL, they're going to love it. For the NFLPA, they're going to love it. Because the NFLPA, it'll be easier to find and weed out some of those bad agents that are out there, and they will use Chase Young as an example. They will use other players as an example. Hey, you pay your fee, you can get in. You can be in the NFLPA. You can be a licensed NFLPA agent. You can be that guy. But if the NFL looks at it and says, this is causing problems, these are unsavory individuals, look about some of the people, Michael Vick will tell you about the lady who was living in the house and controlled all his finances and put him into ruin. These are people that are unscrupulous, unsavory people, and now you find it easier to find them because now you've opened up the books. Hey, he's getting money. He's getting money from his likeness. Perfectly fair and good in our new NCAA system, which is helped by with the state governments out there. Perfectly well and fine. But now you put a little bit more of an investigation on you. So now they can find that over time. It's something that I think the NFL is going to like. I think it's something that the NCAA is probably going to end up liking because now you have poster children. You have a guy like Chase Young who was the first straight defensive player that we can think of in modern history without special teams who was up for a Heisman Trophy. And now here you go, and I see Adam Ward from Letterman Row uh, down in Columbus is saying, right now it looks like it could be two games, some people saying four games, some people wondering if, if Chase Young will ever be able to come back to Ohio State. Regardless, this is something that is a huge distraction, could be a derailment for him for the rest of his college career, because I don't think this obviously doesn't hurt him anywhere in the NFL and getting ready for the NFL draft. I, I don't think that he's going to fall in the draft because he accepted a loan from an agent. I, I don't think that general managers really care too much about that. So this doesn't affect him and his future in the NFL, but this has a couple of ramifications. Which brings us to the second part of this. How do I feel about Chase Young? This is where I want that honesty. This is where I divvy up what happens on, on the computer screen here. And what happens on the phones? 855-2124-CBS. Because this is bad timing. Or really for Chase, perfect. I'm not accusing any of this of being dropped on purpose by Chase or anything like that. Don't, don't, don't draw that conclusion. But for Chase, you've already put on, you've had a four-sack game against Wisconsin. You've already put on tape that you are a dominating force. That people put you right up there with the Boses. That people already, even though it's a technically a different position, put you right up there with Aaron Donald. Let's say you are surefire, and if it weren't for teams being so damn desperate for quarterbacks, you'd be number one overall. And in fact, there are people who are making arguments that you should be number one overall. You don't play anymore. The risk of injury goes down hugely. You don't play anymore. You can get ready for the NFL Combine, which is really just a showcase because we know what you're going to do. You can get ready for your pro day, which they'll still allow you to have because Ohio State is a conduit for the NFL and they don't want to look bad, so you'll still be able to have a pro day. Or if you really need to, you can have your own private pro day and everybody will show up to that and they'll go, yeah, you should be a top five pick and probably the first one taken that isn't a quarterback. And everything works out fine for you. 
Heisman Trophy, I said it last week, you probably don't have a great chance for it anyway. Defensive players, guys like Charles Woodson, you really have to have highlights defensively with touchdowns. You have to be a returner. Maybe you have to play both ways a little bit like Charles did. You have to have highlights, big-time highlights, not just sacks, things that go in the end zone. Because Heisman voters, I don't think that they watch every single game, and I know Ohio State's number one. I don't think that they pay attention to every single game. There's a ton of Heisman voters out there. There's guys who take it, men and women, who take it very, very, very seriously and will try to watch every single game. But I do think that there's people who go, eh, you know what, Ohio State's playing Rutgers next week. Maybe I can tune out and go watch LSU. Maybe I can go tune out and go watch another one. And they look at the box score and they see Chase Young and they go, well, Chase Young had a sack and a half. Okay. But look what Joe Burrow did over here. It's it's a very hard thing for a defensive player to get a Heisman Trophy. Also, that, and you saw this with the Bosa's, if you're an Ohio State fan or a Big Ten fan or just were paying attention to that time, you are going to be looked at in a scheme. And even though it's Maryland and even though it's Rutgers, and you could probably walk backwards, maybe not against Maryland, they do try, but against Rutgers, you could probably walk backwards and still beat them by 40 that they'll still scheme it up and go, I, I can't let number two beat me. I can't let him beat me. We got a double team. We got a triple team. We got a chip block. We got to do whatever we can. We got to keep people home. I can't let that guy beat me. That's going to take away from highlights. Hey, you look at guys who win the Heisman Trophy, they, they have highlights. They have big moments that people love. So the Heisman Trophy, eh, maybe that wasn't necessarily the, the, the end-all, be-all anyway. People wonder about the national championship. Do you cost your team a chance at the national championship? If you can't come back, it's a huge hit. But then I got to ask, even though there's a chance at the national championship, which you have to go through Penn State, you have to go through Michigan, which is still going to give you their best effort. Well, I said that last year. Uh, you still got to go through Michigan. You still have to go through the Big Ten championship. You have a semifinal game and a final game. Going to have to go through an SEC opponent at some point. So even though you're number one, and I think this is the best Buckeye football team I've seen since 2014, and they're finishing their business, they're playing with an edge, it does take a hit. How much of a chance would you have in the first place? I think that's something that Chase Young's thinking about. And I wonder if he's also thinking, you know, a national championship would be nice. Being healthy for the draft, being healthy to to start OTAs and that type of thing. If God forbid something terrible happens to me, if people around him are saying that God forbid something terrible happens to him, then all of a sudden there's a little bit of doubt in that mind. How do you play now in the future? Now that you step away and you're not going to be in during a Maryland football game, how do you look at all this in the future? Are you going to be really all in? Or is it, man, the draft, chance to really make money, a chance to really put myself and my family in a better position. And some folks will go, well, what about his teammates? Well, what about his teammates? You know, when you're playing at a level like Ohio State, and I put Ohio State in a small, small group, Ohio State, Clemson, Alabama, I put Oklahoma in that mix. You can argue about who else can go in that mix. Maybe I, I thought maybe Georgia was knocking on that door. I'm not sure. Maybe LSU is there. But there is a a very small 1% group where you can say that the teammates are, are, are counting on you. And I think the fans count on him. I think the fans go back to when they played high school football or for some of the older guys when they played college football and it wasn't always about the next level right then and there. I think those people count on him. When you're at a school like Oklahoma, Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, where you have first-round picks right off the bat, 
multiple guys on your team are first-round picks. Are they really thinking the same thing? We're going for a national championship. Are they going, okay, it'd be nice. We can beat these teams, but i got to make sure I can stay healthy. Because college football athlete has changed over the last five years, over the last decade. You want to recruit at a high level. You want to recruit at, at a national level. This is the difference that happens here. Before, when you were at Alabama and there was a kid from Bessemer, you knew what he wanted to do. You knew he was all in. You, you roped off the southeast, and away you go. You got the very best. And they were all in on Alabama football. Now when you're going up to Seattle or now when you're going up to New Jersey and plucking away the very best, that kid's got one thing in his mind. Oh, he'll, he'll put in the work. He'll put in the work. And, and Nick Saban will make him put in the work. But he's thinking NFL. He's thinking draft. He's thinking this is a place to do it. And it can be very, very easy, especially in that year right before you're eligible, where you look at it more and more as a stopping point between where you were from, whether it be West Orange, New Jersey, and then going to the NFL. I think Ohio State, Clemson, Alabama, and Oklahoma, they're the schools, and a couple others, they're the schools that have that challenge laid before them. And that's what Ohio State has to answer to. And in a moment of honesty, I see Justin Fields, I see J.K. Dobbins, I see great players who will definitely make a difference both on Saturday and then at the next level on Sunday over the next coming years. First, do they blame Do they blame Chase Young? Do they really harbor resentment towards Chase Young? I think a lot of fans will say yes, but if you put yourself in their shoes, I'm not sure you want to hear that answer. 855-2124-CBS, 855-2124-227. If Chase Young or a situation like Chase Young plays at your school, are you mad? Can you be mad at that player? It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. 855-2124-CBS, 855-2124-227. Tweet at us at Ken Carmen, C-A-R-M-A-N, 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific. Bill Bender going to join us, Sporting News. Also, the Week 10 NFL Preview coming up 1140, 840 Pacific. Uh, Tom, I had, I had Raider fans in my mentions yesterday. Is that right? From October 22nd, a last, it might have been, no, was it 17? No, it was last year. Because I said, man, would John Gruden just trade away Derek Carr and give Derek Carr a lifeline? Mm. And I was like, man, you guys are doing this over five and four. Like, hey, I, I, I think that John Gruden has been a TV star. I, I think that I questioned John Gruden just allowing Antonio Brown to play that voicemail. Maybe he thought that was good. It did make Antonio Brown look worse. People seemed to pity John Gruden, didn't they? I guess so. Yeah, I mean, there so was maybe no he thought that that good. was a good play. There was no looking good in that whole situation until they cut ties. So. Go, man! You guys are smelling yourselves over beating the Chargers, aren't you? It was a big win, and I don't hate the Raiders. Five wins is no joke, and this is kind of uh, yeah, spoiling. five and four is no joke. This is kind of spoiling five burning questions. We'll That's just fine. do it right now. This is the rest of their schedule, Ken. This is real versus yeah. Bengals. At Jets, at Chiefs, versus Titans, versus Jags, Whoa. at Chargers, <laughs> at Broncos. There are wins on the table for the Raiders left. You telling me that's a playoff team? I doubt it. I doubt it, seriously. You doubt it? Why? Why? Because I just don't think they're ready. They're talented enough for that. Look at the way their defense, I mean, look at the way their defense played the other night. They, they couldn't line up on sides. They can't cover anybody. Rivers had a... 
just horrifying start and finish to that game. That's the only reason why they won. Well, he's starting to look like, dare I say, old man. Okay. They, he's old. He is old man Rivers. They need a new. We have zombie Brady and old man Rivers in the league right now. But. Zombie Brady and old man Rivers. Well, the Raiders are going to be interesting into week 16 and 17. I'm not saying they're going to make the playoffs, but they're going to be interesting all the way. All right. Let me look at it right now. I think two could come out of the South. One, two, three, four, five, six. Okay. Two could come out of the South. Two could come out of the East. The Bills, people go after the Bills. The Bills, listen, you don't have a bad loss. Like, there's teams that have bad losses. The Raiders at 5-4, and four, do they have a bad loss already? I'm sure they do. Do they have a bad, well, Vikings, mm, Packers? Nah, no, they really yeah, don't. don't they really. So. I don't think they do. I only see three there, Chiefs, Vikings, Packers, Texans. No, that's a good, well, okay, those are all good wins, and those are all fine losses. Those are really good football teams they lost to. And they might have like, eliminated the Chargers. Okay, all right. Game. Yeah, and, and well, probably so. I, I think, and I think you're right about what you diagnosed earlier this year. I think the Chargers just showed up thinking they were going to go to the playoffs. I think that's exactly what ended up happening there. Like I see the Bills. The Bills lost to the Patriots. They lost to the Eagles. And people are bagging on the Bills. Well, you beat only the Jets, the Giants, the Bengals, the Titans, the Dolphins, and, and you're beating the Redskins. And then you got to take on the Browns. Okay, they can't help who's on their schedule. This isn't college football. I can't bag on strength of schedule. You, if you win enough, you get in. It's the same thing as the I'll, Pats I'll defend, and the Niners. It's exactly. The I, exactly. I will defend Buffalo all day long. You lose a bad game. If you lose to the Browns tomorrow and you look bad doing it, we'll have a different discussion maybe next week. But until now, you're 6-2. and two. Everybody likes to say it. You are who you are. Your schedule is what your schedule is, and your record dictates who you are. I think they're very well coached. I like the Bills. I like their fans. I'll always say that. I'll always admit that. They haven't always been thrilled with me, but I really, really like the Bills. Tomorrow's huge, Ken. Oh, huge it is. for them. That's the pivot it point is. game. We're going to find out all about them. Because if they if, if they lose that one, people are going to go, ah, you were exposed. And they you're have, exposed. They have yeah. some wins left. They have Jets and Dolphins left, but they have Ravens. They have Pats. They have Steelers. They have Cowboys. They They need to win this game. Yeah. And and for Oakland at five and four, hey, if you can do it, you can do it. Because I, I obviously, who wasn't critical of you with Khalil Mack? You want to go back through tweets? You go ahead and go back through tweets. It all started because I think Derek Carr's brother sent a tweet to me. I think he thought I was talking about Derek. I wasn't. Right. I'm a Derek Carr fan. Go get him on the show. I think his name's Darren. Go, Darren, buddy. I'm a Derek Carr fan. I argued for your brother. I wanted him to be traded to give him a chance. Because I don't trust John Gruden. I still don't trust John Gruden. I trust Derek Carr. Yeah, said it, meant it. 855-212-4CBS. You're listening to Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. 855-212-4CBS at CBS Sports Radio's toll-free line. It's brought to you by the fine folks at Geico. Folks, I got great news. You can save big money on car insurance when you switch to Geico. Go to geico.com and in 15 minutes. That's it. Only 15 minutes. You could save 15% or more on car insurance. Bill Bender in less than 20 minutes. When is Chase Young going to be able to come back? A lot of rumor, a lot of innuendo. We'll try to settle it there. And LSU Alabama later on today, 3.30. All you Ohio State fans are going to be really, really mad. Because at about, oh, six, quarter till, somewhere in there, maybe quarter after, you know Gary Danielson, especially if LSU's on top, if LSU's on top like 10, and it's like in the waning minutes, and it looks like LSU is going to be able to win it, and they'll have a little bit of downtime. 
and Brad Nessler's going to say something, and Gary's going to go, you know, I- I'm sorry, Brad, you know, no offense to Ohio State, but this is the best team in the country. Joe Burrow and Ed Orgeron, they- they've been a great story. Both cast off, cast off, nobody believed in them. This offense is running. Joe Burrow's maybe the leader for the Heisman Trophy right now. This defense has got it. Look at the strength of schedule. This is no offense to Ohio State. He'll say that like three times. No offense to Ohio State. This is the best team in the country. You can cuss me out, but you know I'm right. 855-2124-CBS. I got to get to the phones. Toby in Clemson, South Carolina. I can't imagine what this call is going to be about. Toby, you're next up on CBS Sports Radio. What's up, Mr. Ken Carmen? Hi, Toby. How are you, buddy? Hey, man. We just out Toby, here. To- is your radio on, Toby? No, sir. Okay, there, there's a, a, a difficult connection. Go ahead, Toby. Go ahead. Get your take in. Go ahead, buddy. We down here in Tigertown, man, and we we listening to everybody just, you know, saying Clemson ain't no good, Clemson ain't no good. But in the words of the nature boy, Rick Flair, it's the best thing going today. You better learn to love it because we're styling and profiling with them national championship rings, and we're going to get another one come January, baby. Doubt us all you want to, but we're on the Roy bus, and we're coming to Raleigh. <laughs> Toby, thank you very much for the call. 855-2124-CBS. you got to get the quote right. So, Toby, turn back up your radio get the quote right. You say, learn to live it, learn to love it, or learn to live with it. Because diamonds are forever, and so are the Clemson Tigers. That's what you say at your tailgate. Even though Clemson's taking on North Carolina State today on the road. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Speaking of Clemson, real quick on that, I think the committee loves stories. I think just like you love a story, I think the committee loves a story as well. Because you try to figure out who's the true number one. I guessed it. I got three of the four right. I thought Clemson would be number four. They put Penn State in there. That's a swerve. Love Penn State's defense. Offense is pretty damn good. They haven't lost a ton. It looks pretty good so far for Penn State. So you can ask whether or not they deserve it. This sets up perfectly right now for Clemson. Because you like a story. I hate narratives, and I love crushing them. A couple years ago, John Elway, man, what a great job, John. You got rid of Brock Osweiler. You didn't have to pay him that $16 million a year. Now it looks like an albatross hanging around the neck of Houston. Meanwhile, he offered him $15 million a year. He only took $1 million more a year, Brock Osweiler did from Houston. And they didn't make the playoffs. So you can't give John Elway a bunch of credit when he didn't make the playoffs that year. You can say, great, you dodged this great Brock Osweiler bullet, except you started Trevor Simeon, except you drafted Paxton Lynch. I love killing narratives. The Washington Nationals, they won it in spite of Bryce Harper. I think Steven Strasburg and Max Scherzer had something to do with that. I think Anthony Rendon, who's still on their baseball team, has something to do with it. They still have good players. It wasn't just Bryce Harper. Like I, I love narratives, and I, I think stories are great, but you always have to try to knock those things down. But the committee, God, they love a story. And I think just because of the same thing with college football, you love a story too. Ohio State at the top. Why would I put them at the top? Ryan Day, I think they play with an edge now. I don't think that they've had that edge since they won a national championship. I'm just going to come out and say it. I don't think they've had an edge at Ohio State, and I don't think that Urban Meyer has really had that edge. When you're losing like that to Purdue, you don't have an edge. When you're getting beaten like that at Iowa two years ago, you don't have your edge. 
Hey, Alabama might get stoned out later on this afternoon. They're still losing to the number two team in the country. You didn't have an edge. Now with Ryan Day, with doubt, with, with, with the national media, you have an edge again. You can bring up Chase Young. That's going to be a great story. People are going to question the strength of schedule because it's the Big Ten. I say the same thing I do for the Buffalo Bills. Can't handle the schedule. You can't help the, the the conference schedule. It is what it is. It's not their fault Maryland can't get up off the deck. It's not their fault that Rutgers can't do anything since Greg Schiano. That's the schedule. I, I can't blame Alabama because Vanderbilt can't get everything going. So I don't blame Ohio State for the schedule. LSU, and by the way, TCU was supposed to be good. LSU, it's a great story. Coach O, Joe Burrow, strength of schedule. That is where that comes into play. People love LSU. They love that they've beaten some tough teams already. They're taking on Alabama today. And if they beat Alabama today, and if they beat them by any sort of a margin whatsoever, it's going to be hard to deny the LSU Tigers. Alabama, could they miss if they lose? Is it the right time for them to play LSU? Or or by some people, is it the right time for them to lose to LSU, a college football playoff without the University of Alabama. Penn State, an underdog the entire time. Some people thinking they're not deserving of it. And Clemson, a story as old as the Hills. Disrespect, underdog, you don't respect us, you need to get on the Roy bus. The committee loves a great story. It's only the first outing of it. Things will change. We'll see you later on today, and we'll see later on throughout the week. If Ohio State just goes out and beats the brakes off of Maryland and they still have dumped number two, you get the story that you want. But it's also setting up perfectly. Number one versus number two. Say Ohio State wins out, say Alabama, or say LSU wins out. You got LSU, you got Ohio State. One, two, national championship. Joe Burrow against his former team. Coach O coaching for a national championship when people wanted him fired last year. Ryan Day taking over a big-time program from Urban Meyer who left in disgrace. You love a story. So does the committee. Ken, Mississippi, you're next up on CBS Sports Radio. Go ahead. Yeah, I don't know how the hell you're going to think that. Ken hung up. 855-2124-CBS. Got so upset he hung up on himself. Tom, what is going on with the phones today? I'm not sure. I don't hear it in here. You heard it on that one, too? Did he hang up on himself? Yeah, he just imploded there. All right. Was there well, like we'll open it up or something. I don't know. No, I I okay. heard it just fine. Right. I heard it just fine. Who knows? Maybe Ken got too excited and just decided to hang up on himself and and not cause him. So he maybe was... he maybe he poisoned a bunch of trees and he was upset oh, about it. And he thought, oh my god, I gotta I gotta save myself here, oh, Tom. Man. Well, he was a Bama fan, um, who just wanted to say that Saban built LSU, and he can't believe that you would pick <laughs> that you would ever pick LSU okay. over Saban. Well, that's that's been a long time. A lot I'm, of I'm get sorry. Nervous to tell on him. the air, Ken. Would we'll say what? A lot of people get nervous on the air. They do when they before it's it's always fun in games until that until that call clicks and then all of a sudden it's go time and some people just can't do it. Eight five five two one two four CBS eight five five two one two four two two seven. What the Chase Young thing is doing, and we got Bill Bender joining us at eleven o'clock Eastern. We'll talk to him. We'll, we'll I'll open it up here again in a second. What that does, we can get Ken back, bring him in because I I'll I'll let him yell at me. I don't care. What Chase Young does is Chase Young also ushers in something that changes the way that you're a college football fan. You're watching today. Big people are big-time LSU fans, Auburn fans. You'll be an LSU, Auburn, Alabama fan for the rest of your life. I'm not saying that you're not going to be the fan. But the reason that you became a fan in the first place, I think that changes now more than it ever has in the past. 
I'll use Ohio as an example. It's just where I'm from. And I did. I grew up a huge Ohio State fan. That dissipated when I went to the University of Akron. Ohio State never done anything for me. Akron's done much for me. Akron's football, I know that right now it's it's not very good. Hopefully Tom Arth gets it going. But Akron football is the school I went to. I went to Akron. Akron, their football team's there. I root for Akron. If my sons go to Ohio State, if my sons go to Notre Dame, my sons go to Michigan, my sons go to Akron or Kent State or whatever, I'll probably be a big fan of them. I'll be proud of them, and I'll probably switch allegiances there. I used to be a huge fan. And part of the reason of being a huge fan is because there was the community that was involved throughout the state that had you as a big fan of the state. When, the, when Ohio State won the national championship in 2002, I'm from Stark County. I can name five guys off the top of my head who are from, that, who are from Stark County or on that team. Nikki, Fox, Hartline, Kenny P., Mike Doss. That's right off the top of your head. It was a community type of feeling. Now, I think that you're a college football fan, or you soon will be a college football fan for the same reason you're an NFL fan. A guy comes in, he's drafted to your football team, he wears the jersey, there's a disconnect now because they make more money than they ever have, you're connected, you try to be connected because of social media, but it continues to drive a wedge in between the fan and the player. And now they're really a conduit for the jersey and the history that you love. You can fall in love with a player. There are certain players that still now mean a ton to franchises, mean a ton to fan bases, and that's a good, healthy thing. Dirk Nowitzki and his history with Dallas and the Dallas Mavericks fan base is a beautiful thing. Certain guys, they can have that history still, but a lot of guys, they play for as long as they're usable, and then they're either cut or traded or at least cast aside regardless. And so you're still a fan of the Falcons of the Dolphins, of whoever it might be. Now I think it's more and more that way in college football, especially if you're one of the big four fans, Clemson, Alabama, I brought it up earlier, Ohio State, all these teams. If you're a fan of one of those teams, now you're recruiting across the country. You're bringing in kids from California. You're bringing in kids from Seattle, Texas, Florida, everywhere. It's not just the best kid at your high school. There's still a few. It's not just the best kid at your high school in your region going to Ohio State, Penn State, wherever it might be. Now they come from West Orange, New Jersey. And so their connection to the school, the way they see it, if you're going to one of these schools, it's the same reason they went to IMG Academy. For a better life in the future, for a better draft stock in the future, that's where they go for. And it's harder and harder, as we see with with Chase Young, as we see with a lot of guys. Who's from Maryland? It's harder and harder and harder to connect with them over time. You go back to the 90s, if you're a Michigan fan, you can name them right off the top of your head. Notre Dame, you can name them right off the top, and that's still a national recruitment. But for a lot of places, now it's get in, play as soon as you can, transfer if you can't play as soon as you can, get something on tape, get to the next level. There will still be places for guys who, this guy's a four-year player, he just loves it here at TCU, he's going to be great. And there's still a place for guys who were great at that school and can go on and go on and have great NFL careers. There still will be stories like that. That's not where that ends. But I think over time, as we start to see more guys where, hey, if you can give me some money, if you can give me something in terms of my likeness being paid for and you're still offering money and I'm probably going to take it because so many people want to line up and make excuses for these guys, they still knew the rules. You still knew it wasn't a good thing to do. You still did it. 
Because the next level is what is what's important, not that jersey that you wear. And when you're at the very tippy top of college football, where Alabama is, where Clemson is, you always have to guard against that. That's why you always preach family. That's why you preach togetherness. Dabo Sweeney, from graduation to death do us part. That's why you always preach that. Because you want them to buy in and give everything they have for the short time they're there for that program. For you, the fan. But ultimately, it's not the same. It's not the same as what it was in the 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s where the local kid who scored six touchdowns on Friday night and had put them on TV on Saturday morning, who had all the schools and all the coaches coming in to see him. It's not like that anymore. There's a lot of good players, and you kind of hope that they can go to some of the mid-major or some of the mid-level Power 5 schools. And then there's a certain few that are able to go to the very tippy top. But it's becoming more few and far between. And I think overall, it changes the way we become fans because now, since they leave so soon, they wear the jersey, they wear the colors, they'll have great things to say about the university when they're done. I'm sure Chase Young will say great things about Ohio State when he's done playing at Ohio State and goes on to the NFL and hopefully has a great career. But the connection just isn't the same as what it was in the past. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. 11.40 a.m. Eastern, 8.40 Pacific. Week 10 NFL preview. Up next, Bill Bender. Sporting News. LSU, Alabama. Can it live up to the game of the century? It's Ken Common on CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.